Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. I got the television screen right here. The there monitor, it is. Where we can, we're live with each other. I love that fact, technology, we can talk to one another. And that's what I love about our midweek. And uh, we have the ability to interact with everyone that's logging in with us. We got people that log in here in Southern California, all across the nation, even in other countries. And so let me know where you're logging in from. Put it on Facebook, put it on, um, on YouTube. And we want to give some shout outs tonight to Alicia Garcia, we got Lulu Quesada. Who else we got on with us? We got Lamanda Davies. They need it tonight. Amen. We need it too. Scott, what's happening? We got Max and Soul. We got, who else we got? Anna, uh, Max from Jakarta. Great to have you with us. Norma Duran, what's up? We got people from Norwalk. New York's in the house. What's up, Angela? Come on. Uh, South Africa's in the South house. Africa. Come on now. Wow. And uh, we got our FHB students in the house. Uh, Hector from New Mexico. New Mexico's in the house. Anaheim Hills in the house. Whittier. Whittier. That's right, in the house. We got the Rolones from Diamond Bar in the house. We got Miranda from Tucson, Arizona. Diamond Bars. Antoine, beautiful worship. I agree. Michael Ochoa, what's up from Whittier? Matthew from Seattle, Washington. As you can tell, we got everybody on. Come on, welcome everybody. What's up, everybody? So So good to have you with us to worship God together. Hey, we're going to get into the Word tonight. It's, it's going to be good. Yes. Hey, great job, worship team. Come on, give it up for our worship Come team. You guys yes, are amazing. You guys are Singers, amazing. so powerful. I love you all so much. I love midweek, man. I'm telling you, one thing that um, out of difficult times, good things come out. And I know we've Amen. been in, in this, this whole shutdown, the pandemic and things, but I think our online community has just exploded. And it's so good to be able to worship God with you. But tonight we're going to get in the Word and we're going to continue our series on the book of Ephesians talking about spiritual warfare. Hey, listen, have you ever gone through any spiritual warfare? Just a little bit. A little bit. Christina from Fullerton, right down the street. What's up, Ruben? What up, Ruben Martinez? Lakewood. Lakewood in the house. I keep saying, everyone, everybody coming on. Highland Park, everybody. (laughs) What else we got right here? Awesome. I just, you know, want to welcome everybody. But again, tonight we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. I go through spiritual warfare. You go through spiritual warfare. And I know everyone who's watching tonight, you go through spiritual warfare. And so I want to talk about the armor of God. And last Wednesday, we had an incredible time together. So here's what I need you to do. Okay, I need you to be a social media evangelist because I know you got on Facebook at least 10 friends that are going through spiritual warfare that need to know how to defeat all the attacks that enemy sends their way. So I want you to press the share button on Facebook. It's right there in the bottom right hand corner. Press that share button and just share with all your friends and say, join me. We're talking about spiritual warfare and uh, let's get them empowered by the word of God. Don't let the devil beat up your friends. Be a good friend. I mean, what kind of friend lets their friends be beat up by the devil, right? Don't let the devil mess with your friend. Press the share button. Let's get them uh, to be able to know how to overcome spiritual warfare. Then if you're watching on YouTube, just copy the link and text it to some friends. Say, hey, join me for a Bible study. We're talking about spiritual warfare. And let's come on, let's share. I'm gonna give you a few, a few seconds there to press the share button. And then uh, make sure you like our Facebook page if you're joining us for the first time. 
and uh, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the bell icon. You'll be the first to know when we go live and uh, we put all kinds of new content out there and uh, we welcome you. So if you're joining for the first time, actually, I forgot to do that. My name is Josiah. This is my wife, Marie. Hello. We are the lead <laughs> pastors of Freedom House Church. And if you join us for the first time, just type in the words, first time, and uh, we're going to welcome you, our online community. We are a family, hashtag familia. And uh, we're going to yes. welcome you. They're going to love on you and do all that fun stuff. So y'all ready to get into the Word? Let's yes. do it. All right. Join me in my l- living room here. Virgie Prieto. What's happening, Virgie? Hello, FH family. Desiree. All right. Alice Garcia. So great. All right. Awesome. Let's get into this Word right now. Jennifer Nunes. How you doing? How's your son? Amen. The Raiders won this weekend, didn't they? Shout out. I'm not making fun of Raiders. I'm actually oh. giving you guys a shout out. They won, right? Did they win? I don't oh. know. Did they even play? No, did they, they did. Play? I'm just kidding. I know. That's right. That's right. All right. Yeah. Let's jump in. There's let's football? Get in. I know. That's right. Welcome first time visitors. All right. Tonight we are, what up, Tyler? What's happening in the house? Um, we are going to jump into this. I want you to grab your Bibles. Ephesians chapter number six. I got my Bible. And my children always make fun of my Bible. They say, Dad, your Bible's beat up. You need a new Bible. I'm like, no, son. That's the marks of a Bible reader. If you want to see how um, single people advice, if his Bible isn't beat up, I wonder if he's reading it. Just kidding. Come on, that's messed up. That's messed up. That's messed up. That's messed up. Now all the, all the single guys are going to go beat up their Bible, scuff it in the dirt. No, <laughs> you actually got to read it, guys. Come on, somebody. Let's go. All right, let's get into this word. Ephesians chapter number six. We are going to talk about spiritual warfare. Now, before I do jump into this conversation tonight, this Bible study, what we're calling it our midweeks, I, I want to tell you that what we really are focusing on is helping you to, number one, understand it, but we're also going to for- focus on you overcoming spiritual warfare. You need to know this up front, is God has given you, watch me now, not the power to overcome the enemy, but the authority to overcome the enemy. So two different things. Authority is greater than power because you can have power, strength, but authority in the kingdom is the most powerful thing a believer has. And we're gonna talk about that tonight. So the verses we're about to read is Paul the apostle is gonna break down to the Ephesian church how God has given them a spiritual armor to have the authority to combat the attacks of Satan. Because sometimes, I'm just real talk, I'll raise my hand, it feels like the enemy has all kinds of weapons against us, has all, an, an arsenal of just spiritual warfare, mind battles, and things that we all go through. It feels like the demons come to us, kind of like Forrest Gump, when he says it's, they, it's raining up ways and sideways and left ways. And we feel like the devil's oh, yeah. attacking us in every which way. You know, you yeah. ever feel like the yeah. devil's fighting you every way? Well, God gives us the armor of God to be able to help us to overcome. And I do agree, this is a very urgent message, especially right now, uh, that all of us need to know because we are in a moment of spiritual warfare. Uh, This whole coronavirus is not just a physical thing, although it's real, it is a physical illness. Um, It's a spiritual thing that Satan has tried to exploit and to use to put fear into people. And, um, you know, it's bigger than any political thing. It's bigger than any health crisis. This is a spiritual thing. And we who are believers, we recognize that everything first comes from the spiritual realm. And the enemy is going to try to exploit 
this whole pandemic uh, to make it, you know, so that people feel like they're losing. But we're going to believe that God has given us the victories. Let me get some amens, some hearts, some likes. If you got the victory, I want you to type it in right now by faith. Say, I got victory in Christ. Put it in the comment section. You have the victory today. So let's jump in. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read verses uh, 10 through 14. I'm sorry. Verses 10 through 14. And uh, if you didn't get a chance, go back to last Wednesday's uh, um, uh, Bible study uh, message that we had together. And you can read through that. Um, We talked about the importance of the armor. Today we're going to talk about the first piece, which is uh, the belt of truth. We'll jump into that. But honey, would you please read verses 10 to 14? Let's read the word of God. And then we'll jump in. Finally. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Say it again. Put Put on on the full. Not the partial. Right. The full armor of God. Full armor of God. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt. Am I going ahead? No, Oh, sorry. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness Go, You know what, place. read all the way to the 18 because it's going to say all yeah. the pieces. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind be alert and always keep on praying for all the lord's people wow such great verses so powerful tonight we are going to talk about the armor of god and we're going to talk about the first piece which is the belt of truth but i wanted to read all of that for you to understand join with me in prayer honey grab my hand father in heaven we now pray over this word. Thank you for the reading of your word, for it is through your word that we have the authority given to us, Lord. I pray tonight, Father, that we would communicate your word to your people so that we can overcome and take, as the Bible says, our stand against the wiles, the schemes of the enemy. Tonight, open up the eyes of our understanding that we may see the scriptures and be empowered to overcome in the matchless name and the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. All of God's people say, amen. Amen and amen. So good. Thank you, brother. Let's jump into this. All right, let's talk about this. And I think as we begin to talk about it, the context of what Paul is trying to encourage God's people is to live under the armor of God. And if you notice in the final verses of of chapter number six, we've been doing a whole Bible study verse by verse through the whole uh, book of Ephesians. But if you notice through the book, the final verses, Paul's going to really encourage, really just almost, you know, put on them to wear the full armor of God. And he says it twice there. Put on the full armor of God that you may take your stand. Put on the full armor of God so you can fight the devil. And he's telling them that it is imperative to the Christian life that God has given us an armor that we need to live under the armor of God. 
And when we talk about the armor of God, of course, I want to just tell you that the full armor is Jesus Christ. And we'll break that all down in the weeks to come. But it's Jesus Christ. And we need to live under Jesus Christ and under the armor that God has given us. Now, I want to say this up front. It is so important that we make a conscious decision what we choose to live under. Because you will never be, you'll never be over what you're under. I'll say it again. You'll never be over what you're under. If you're under stress, you'll never be over stress. If you're under, you know, uh, um, confusion, you'll never be over confusion. If you're under addiction, you'll never be over addiction. The rule of the kingdom is you'll never be over what you're under. So guess what? When you live under God, guess what? You're at the level that God becomes your lid. And how many know that that's when we can come under freedom, under power, and under anointing. When I choose to live under the armor of God, that's the highest level that one person can live. I don't want to live under the influence. Come on, I don't want to live <laughs> under, you know, I want to live under the armor of God. And so that is a conscious decision that Paul is trying to encourage to beseech the believers as he's saying, you got to live under the armor of God. If you don't live under the armor of God, then it's going to be almost, it's going to be impossible, not almost, it's going to be impossible to overcome spiritual warfare. So up front, I want to tell you that you're not going to overcome spiritual warfare is if you don't know, if you don't make the conscious decision to live under the armor of God, under the armor of God, and to have that empowerment. Because to try to fight Satan without the armor of God, then it's going to be difficult. So there are six pieces. And if you got a piece of paper, I love you to take notes. We're having Bible study right now. Um, note takers are will shakers. Note takers are will changers too. Um, I want you to take this down. Here are the six pieces of the armor of God. It is the belt of truth. It is the breastplate of righteousness. It is the, um, the, 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 the boots of readiness. It is the... Uh, um, uh, I'm getting myself confused here. It is the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. So those are the six components of the armor of God. Now, five of them are defensive. One of them is offensive. So God gives us five defensive pieces and one offensive piece. Y'all know the saying, defense wins championships. Let's go. So... God gives you defense so that you can have a strong defense that is ready against the wiles of the enemy. And so these are so vitally important. Now, um, I I threw it out last week, but I I just want you to have this in your notes is it's interesting to me that God gives us six pieces of the armor found in Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6, and it's six verses that breaks down. Six, six, six. Sound familiar? These six pieces are to overcome Satan. And in these last days, you better be wearing these six pieces because the enemy is going to be coming after you trying to attack all that is over your life. We need to armor up our children. We need men to armor up. Come on, man. You need to armor up and say, I'm going to be a man who lives under the armor, not under the influence. Women need to say, I'm going to live under the armor of God so that I can overcome the wiles of the enemy. Why the full armor? Because we are going to full attack. How important is it, honey, for you to live under the armor of God in those pieces? So important that we have each of those components. I think sometimes we run the risk of only focusing on one of them and forget about the rest of them and yeah. be mindful of them. Because I know, you know, I've, I've had my sword out 
uh, you know, spiritual sword out, but I didn't have my helmet on and the devil attacked my head and I, I had wow. my breastplate on, but I, you know, I didn't have my boots on and the devil yeah. attacked my steps and, you know, things like that. So it's so important that you encompass all of this that we're going to be going through in the next yeah. few weeks here and paying attention to what each one means and how it applies to your life and how to apply it and how to access it. And then also, also, I think, you know, just reassuring everyone on um, that, uh, that not only do they have access to it, but how to activate it so and good, be assured that you have the full armor yeah. of God because it's a spiritual thing. Great. You can't see it with your physical eyes. It's something you walk into and that you live on a daily basis. And I think, you know, sometimes I think uh, mm-hmm. the church just needs that reassurance that good. they have the full armor of God on. Great. So good. Not just to have it, but to activate it. Yes. And that's what we're going to talk about. Now, Let's break this down. We're going, we're, we're going in. We're having Bible study tonight. Come on, somebody. Yell down the hallway. I love telling this. Just say, yo, Johnny, we're having Bible study, okay? <laughs> Listen, the six pieces of the armor of God, watch me now, okay, is the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, right, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the boots of peace, the sword of the spirit, the six pieces. Did you notice that not one piece was for your back? God never gave you a piece of armor for your back. Now, why is that? Because God wants you to stand up face to face with Satan. Come on. A believer was never meant to retreat because your back's going to be exposed. A believer is always meant to be face front. That's why the Bible says stand firm because a believer is never meant to retreat. A believer is never meant to be chased and a believer is never meant to go backwards in life. Come so on. God says, I'm going to cover you as you yes. move forward. But the minute you turn around and retreat, you're exposed Woo. to the enemy. That's why I can't My backslide. God. That's why I can't backslide. That's why I can't backslide right. during a pandemic. I got to keep moving forward. And even if some days I feel like I didn't move forward, I'm going to stand my ground and not give up any ground that God gave me. Can I get an amen? And somebody amen. just said, somebody right in the, in the comments, say, say I'm going forward in Jesus' name. So um, now for married folks, let's go there. Remember we did this at the marriage conference? Okay, listen. Okay, go, go, go to my back, back to back. Back to back. For married folks, that's why your spouse has your back. That's right. I got and your that's back, baby. why, you know, this is back. the picture of marriage is that she's fighting that way. I'm fighting this way. Right. And so married people, this ain't a marriage sermon. Register for the marriage conference. We, you know, we did a list here though, huh? We got to have a marriage conference yes. this year. Yes. Yeah. Next year we're going to have another marriage conference. Married folks, listen up. This is why you got to learn how to fight with your spouse, not just fight your spouse. You're already good at that. Don't fight face to face, (laughs) fight back to back. Some of you are really good at fighting your spouse. No, you need to fight back to back and say, honey, you got my back. I got your back. I got your back. And we like this. Ah, the devil. You follow me say that's kind of crazy right there. And so. (laughs) That's that's how it is spiritually though. (laughs) You ought to say, tell your spouse, you got my back, you know. Now, if you're like, but I'm single, then you're married to Jesus right now. So Jesus got your back. So talking about marriage, how. Stay stay faithful to Jesus. (laughs) How, how, um detrimental it is against a marriage when you're fighting your spouse face to face. Oh, that's the point. When you're, when we're so caught up like this, right. then we're exposed to the enemy. Right. Us. You yeah. think you I think you're the enemy and you think I'm the enemy. That's a perfect segue to verse 12. Come on. We wrestle not, <laughs> come on somebody against flesh and blood. And so that's a great segue because see, we tend to think 
that our spouse the enemy or our child is the enemy or my neighbor is my enemy who's always peeking over to see what I'm just kidding. Come on, somebody. You know, that's, you know or you try to think, you know, my, my comadre is the enemy, my ex is the enemy, um, you know, my boss is the enemy. Freedom House staff will never say that. You know, they, you know, they think different, this is the enemy. No, okay? The Bible actually tells us who our enemy is. That's right. And, Your and, enemy. Um, it's in verse number 12. Honey, why don't you read that? Ephesians 6 and 12. It tells us, so Paul is like, you got to know your enemy because the armor of God, you know, you, you can't use that to fight the people of God, right? That's to fight right. the devil. Right. So why don't you read that there for me, honey? Verse 12. Mm-hmm. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So Paul is defining to us where the battleground is, for where the armor of God is used. And he says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against, if you're taking notes, write this down. It's an easy way to remember our spiritual warfare battle. Write the word R-A-P-S, raps, raps. So R-A-P-S, easy way to remember it, raps. Rulers, authorities, principalities, spiritual forces, raps, not rap. Rap music's actually pretty cool. I like, my son loves to listen to it. Um, I listen to it. He's, he's awesome, huh? Yeah. You know, Andy Minio. You know what I mean? Those guys are good. So, uh, you know, rap. So that's just the way to remember it, that our spiritual warfare is not against people. It's against rulers, authorities, principalities, and spiritual force and wickedness. Now, I don't have time to go into depth on that. Shameless plug, right? from Bible College. We do a whole semester on angelology, which is a whole, uh, how to overcome the uh, spiritual, how the kingdom of the, of the demonic is set up. But just know this, that, that the demonic kingdom, there are levels of forces of evil that you face. Um, rulers, there are principalities that are over nations, over cities. Um, there's spiritual forces that you, you deal with and there's a whole situation. But just know that that's what we're fighting. Now, for you to understand though that, let me just talk about this because I think this is more pertinent for this message, is that the Bible says we're not fighting flesh and blood. In other words, we need to know Spiritual Warfare 101 is this. Write this down. Spiritual Warfare 101. How do I love the person in front of me, but fight the spirit behind them? I'll say it again. How do I love the person in front of me, but fight the spirit behind them? Because some people, they're being played by Satan and they don't even know it. And some of you are like, I knew it. Pastor was right. They're demon possessed. No, come on, somebody. Right, okay. I'm some not saying are. this. Some of them are, yeah. <laughs> they could be demon influenced, all right? They might not be demon possessed. Don't be going around saying, I knew it. You're the devil. You know what I mean? But they're demon influenced. And they are being played like a fiddle, like a puppet by Satan. And they're responding in demonic ways. But we who are mature believers, come on, you are a freedom house a member, you're an online member, you are a Freedom House a Fullertonian, Freedom House Costa Mason. Come on, somebody. You are Freedom House Oseer. And we know that whenever somebody, a, a human, a flesh and blood person, manifests on me, I know that my battle is not against them, but against the spirit that is causing them to respond in a way that is demonic or in a way that is not kingdom. Right. So when somebody operates in a non-kingdom way, the only way I'm going to win that spiritual battle is by responding in a kingdom spiritual way. So I got to respond. And here Paul is going to go into details about how we respond in a kingdom way. You're tracking with me? So, so we got to respond. And so here's how Paul says, he goes, here's the armor to respond in a truthful way. Write this down. 
Point number one is the belt of truth. Write it down. So let's break this down. That, you know, we, we, we want a church tonight. We have a Bible study, okay? So we, we um, um, someone said, is it too late to attend a Bible school? Uh, uh, email fhbc at thefreedomhouse.org and we actually are doing Zoom Bible College. It's online Bible college. It's so good. And uh, just email, we'll see what we can do. And uh, our FHBC administrator, Alexa, will help you with that. So track with me here. That was yeah. a little oh, ad hey, there. I, no, I'm just gonna help them. Listen, I'm trying to, my, my job is to teach and to disciple people. That's why we love the word at Freedom House. Come on, Freedom Housers. We love the word at Freedom House. Yes, and do. so, so watch me now. So, so, so Paul says, this is how we fight flesh. This is how we fight spiritual forces. So this is not how you're fighting, you know, boo-boo. This is how you're, you're, it's not how you're fighting, you know, uh, you know your, your cousin Charlie, all right, or, or your husband. These are not weapons how to win them. These are weapons how to win spiritual warfare. And he goes, the first one is verse um, 13. Let's read that. He says, put on the full armor of God. He says it again, so that on the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and you haven't done everything to stand. So notice he's like, I'm talking about your ground. And so this ain't nobody else's fight but yours. And I, I probably should, should go here and I want to interject, honey. Nobody else can fight your spiritual warfare. I can pray for you, but my prayer for you is for you to fight your spiritual You talk a little bit about how important that is. Well, I remember, I uh, tell a story. I remember when I came to you and I was just really broken and I was going through some things emotionally and yeah. mentally. And you were there speaking truth into yeah. me, but for some reason, I couldn't receive it at that moment. And I remember you looked at me and you said, Marie, you, I could speak truth to you till you're blue in the face. Yeah. And then you said, but you need to get in your prayer closet. Come on. You need to get in your word. Yeah. You need to get in communion and get that plumb line open between you and God. And you need to get your own revelation so that the Lord can speak to you so that you can believe yeah, this for so yourself. Good. He said, and you said, I can believe it for you, but you have to believe it mm. for yourself. Mm. And I had to get in my prayer room. Great. I had to get in that. my word. Yeah. I had to get in communion with God. I had to shut out all the other negative voices and the enemy's voice and my voice and anything else that was trying to raise itself up against uh, above the word of God in my life. And I had to fix my mind on things above. Right, but you and I, had to battle that. That was your ground. That was my battlefield. Yeah, your ground. That was my battlefield. Mm -hmm. And my husband said, I can tell you to your blue in the face, but until you get that revelation for yourself, great. I can't help you further than, than what I'm saying to you right now. And so many of us, I think, are really locked in that. Yeah. We're, we're hearing truth, we're hearing truth, yeah. we're hearing truth, but we're not receiving it for ourselves. Right. So it says there, put on the foot when the day of evil comes to you. Mm -hmm. So the point there is, I can pray for you, but I can't get delivered for you. Does that so make sense? Good. So, good. so I can pray for your deliverance. I can mm -hmm. pray for your um, you know, God to give you strength. I can pray for God to show you the open door. Yeah. I can pray for angels to be dispatched to you. Yeah. But every single person has to um, fight that battle. So that's why nobody, it's like nobody can go to the gym for you. Nobody can fight your spiritual warfare for you, okay? So I can be like, hey, can you go to the gym for me, honey? Get me a six pack, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, she can't do that. Can you do abs and, and let me get the results? Is I can pray for your spiritual warfare. Don't get me wrong. We can help each other put a hedge of protection. But there are certain battles that you're gonna have to fight when you're driving your car, yeah. when you're in an argument, when you get angry, when you feel demonic forces coming against you that are, that are 
unjust, that are, that are things that are, that are wrong and you deal with that, that's the moment that you got to armor up. And I want you to remember this. Okay, listen, I'm, I'm looking right into your eyes right now, wherever you're watching this, on your television, on your phone, on your computer screen, look at me. It's in those moments, I want you to remember this, I got to armor up. I have to armor up. So when I'm facing that spiritual warfare, I'm, my mind, I'm going, I've got to armor up. God gave me armor so that I can overcome this. Go to the next verse, belt of truth. Now, this is very interesting here. I got to move quickly here because Paul, in the, um, in his, you know, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he talks about the belt of truth. Now, you would almost think that this might not seem as important, right, about the belt because for us, I mean, the last thing I put on is my belt, right? So when I put my belt on, right, I put my pants on, I put my shirt on, then, then I put my belt on. I don't really start with my belt. But Paul actually starts the conversation with, with the, the belt, belt mm-hmm. almost like something that we feel is last. Paul actually says that's probably first of, uh, of importance or of understanding. And so Paul talks about this belt. And for guys, I mean, for us, our belt is our belt. Girls, you know, you like the whole belt. Anyway, right. another conversation. But this is a spiritual belt. This wearing. is a spiritual belt, okay? <laughs> and so the spiritual belt was one that he says is the belt of truth that is buckled around your waist. Now, the imagery that Paul is speaking of is the imagery of a Roman soldier. So Paul is correlating, he's using the imagery of a Roman soldier to the imagery of a, of a soldier in the army of the Lord, so to speak, men and women, right? We're all servicemen and women in the army of God. He's our commander in chief is Jesus Christ. And we're, we are the soldiers of God here on earth. And he says, the picture is the belt. Now, what a belt was for a Roman soldier was it was um, literally something that they would put on after they would put on their, 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 um, their garments or you know, they would put on the whole breastplate and then they would put the belt on that would hold everything together. And so this belt of truth that, that Paul is talking about it is a belt that holds everything together. And what Paul is saying is that the armor of overcoming spiritual warfare is you got to make sure that you got truth wrapped around so yourself. Good. Amen. Because if you don't got truth wrapped around yourself, then everything is going to fall off. Right. So like, you know, I know nowadays people wear skinny jeans, so you, they, it fits, they're fitted, okay? Or, or the girls wear uh, the Lululemons, the... the oh, the, yes, the, Lulus. What are they? The, what? what are they called? Lululemons. Yeah, what are they called? Sp- what part? Span- well, they're not called... We don't call them no. spandex. Yeah, what are they called? Leggings. Leggings. There oh, you go, okay. right? So you obviously don't need a belt for that, okay? But the, the imagery here is that everything's a little more loose. Now, if I didn't have a belt on, obviously your pants would fall, right? So what, what Paul is saying is if you don't got truth wrapped around your life, then every other piece of armor is going to fall off. You're mm-hmm. not going ha- to believe in the shield of faith. You're not going to believe in your helmet of salvation. You're not going to believe in you know, the sword of the spirit. You're not going to believe in the breastplate of righteousness. You're not going to believe in the boots of readiness. Right? He's like, everything else will fall off. So he's like, the most important component, the first component is the belt of truth, that you've got to wrap your life around truth. That's and right. the belt was perhaps the most important part because the belt would not only hold everything together, but the belt was also where the sword was laid on. Mm. So if you, know, if you get the imagery of a soldier is they'd have the belt and their sword was on the belt. So what Paul is saying is your whole, your only one offense, remember five defense, one offense, is hinged upon how much truth right. you know 
in your mind, how much truth you have. Now, I want to read you this verse because the, the belt of truth was actually a tool used to move forward. If a soldier didn't have the, a belt, then he would be clink, 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 clink. You know, everything would be, like he'd, he'd be trying to run in a battle and everything's just flopping all around. And that's how some believers are because they're not grounded in God's truth. Oh, they're flopping on. all around. Clink, 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 clink. You know, and it's like, I don't yeah. know. I, I, read a, I read an article on Facebook. Clink, 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 clink. Maybe God's right, not real. Right, right. You know, oh my God, something's on the news. I don't know. God's in control. Clink, 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 clink. I don't know what I'm doing right now. It's <laughs> kind of funny, actually. I'm <laughs> just know? tripping out. You know, my kids good. are acting up. Clink, 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 clink. Oh, I don't know, so, God. If you're in control, clink, clink. They laid me off. Clink, clink, clink. I don't got no faith, right? Uh -oh, so uh -oh. you're, you're, you're just clink, clink, clink. I'm not going to get that in my mind. They're gonna put, I, you guys are going to make a meme out of the Lord Jesus. Right? You're, but it's a good visual. Yeah. Huh. What you're saying is that the yeah. belt, what the belt does is yeah. the belt brings order Talk about it. to everything. The belt brings divine order to everything. And, uh, you know, the belt that, that we're talking about, it's not a fashion belt. It's not a belt that, you know, is just solely yeah. to hold your pants up in this sense. It mm. brings order to everything. It's a utility belt. It's like one who goes into construction right. and has a belt around Talk them. They have it. their hammer and they have, Good. you know, their wrench and they have their drill and they have this and that. It's like, you know, uh, someone in law enforcement, they have, you know, all their utilities around right. the belt because yeah. it's it prepares. It's not just mm. to hold their pants up. It's not just to look good. Great, it's not honey. a fashionable item. It is what brings order to everything else. It brings organization and mm. God is a God of order and he doesn't Great. want you clinking around like the tin men, you know, and like, oh, you know, I'm just yeah. trying to get by and, you know, you're, you're holding all your armor in a sack or uh, around your back and saying, you know, I'm hoping to put it on one day. I'm hoping Come to on. know how to use it. No, no, no. It, it, the armor is on because you are preparing for Let's the go. battle that is in front Amen. of you and the belt holds it all together so that you can be steadfast and quick in response. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by quick in response is if you know where your sword is, if you know where certain items are that you need access to, you need the belt to bring That's order great. to that so that you know exactly where to access it, pull it out and come against the enemy right when it comes out instead of frantically and clinking around, oh my gosh, yeah. you know, I'm getting attacked. And, this, and yeah. you think it's your husband, you think it's your kids, you think it's this and no, but you're not able to focus because everything great. is chaotic. Great. No, it's the enemy. It's our enemy. It's, oh. you know, it's being able to discern and walk into moments and say, you know what? Something ain't adding up here. This ain't right. This is a spiritual battle. This is a spirit. And I'm going to speak to this spirit right now. It's walking into your home and everybody's angry. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did I just walk into? It's not because so-and-so spilled the milk. It's not because so-and-so had a bad day. No, no, no. This is a spirit of anxiety that's coming over me in the morning. I rebuke it in Jesus' Come name. On. This is a spiritual battle. This isn't me, you know, because I, I, I drank too much coffee or, or, you know, we can't always drink too much coffee, but, you know, <laughs> or, oh, I, I did this or I did that. No, no, it, this is a spiritual battle. And if you don't realize that you're in a spiritual battle by now, you're probably not winning. Wow, that's it. Come on, you got to recognize it. You got to recognize, you got to mm. have that belt girded around you of truth. Amen. Of truth. Jesus yes. is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the, the truth, and the life. You have to have Jesus yeah. to bring order to everything. So Amen. the belt is not just about you know, um, the belt of truth, let's break this down here, it's actually a component to move forward. Mm. So mm -hmm. yes, it's defensive, but it's also to 
tie you up so you can move forward. First Peter chapter one, verse 13 in the King James version, other translations um, break it down a little more, but I'm going to go. The King James version here says this is wherefore gird up thy loins of your mind and be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Another translation, it'll tell you to keep a sober mind. But the, um, the emphasis here is a girding up. It's kind of like, you know, when you got to tighten your belt up just one notch, like tighten my belt up. Oh, those because, are good days. You know what I mean? Those yeah, well, that's, that's, I have to loosen my belt up. Quarantine. <laughs> anyway, but you know, you tighten your belt up because you're about to run or, mm. you know, you tighten mm-hmm. your belt up because you're like, I got to get, everything has to get tight right now because I'm going to run. So when you're going to move forward, you got to tighten up the truth of your life. What is truth of God's word in your life? If you're going to parent, if you're going to parent godly, you're going to have to tighten up the truth in your home in what truth is grounded in God's word. Because one thing that's under attack right now is the truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of false doctrines, you know, all kinds of, you know, um, variances of what truth is, what, what is morality, you know, morality is your truth. I mean, this, that's whatever your truth is. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you believe that, who am I to say your truth? And, and we got all this postmodern, you know, um, in, you know, weird stuff about how, you know, you can develop your own truth and people want to debate what truth is. Listen, truth is not under debate. God's word is the ultimate truth. It is the final truth. It is the final authority. And that is the truth is we got to know what God says. And let me just be honest. God's word, his truth is not up for vote. I know we're going to be voting in November, but let me tell you one thing you're not going to be voting for, what God's word says. That's truth. And let me tell you, and even if you wanted to vote about God's word, it doesn't change what truth is. It's like, imagine if we all got together and we all said, let's vote whether or not gravity is true. It doesn't matter what our vote, if, it, if, if 60% said gravity wasn't true, it don't matter. Gravity's true. That's the same thing about God's word. I don't care what the popular opinion is on television, on social media, on the internet, of what is true about your feelings, about your gender, about your sexuality, about the way you date, about um, you know, sex outside of marriage, about you know, having partners, about, listen, no, the truth is God's word and it is not up for vote. This is not a political yeah. thing. This is not a Democrat, liberal, right-wing, conservative. This is a Bible thing, not political, but biblical, that the word of God is the ultimate truth and it holds my marriage together. It holds holds my home together and it holds all of the armor of God mm. in direct, um, in direct uh, you know, correlation. So we need to have the Bible truth. Come on, somebody say Bible truth. Bible truth. In my home. How did Jesus overcome Satan? Oh. Remember when he was tempted in oh, Matthew yeah. 4? Matthew in four, Matthew's uh-huh. gospel? In yep. Matthew 4, Satan yep. comes at him, tempts him. How did Jesus overcome the temptation? With the truth. truth of God's word. word. Mm-hmm. So listen, if, if you're watching this right now, the first place you got to understand is to wholly accept, as we teach it, the indispensable, infallible, indestructible word of God. That God's word is infallible. It is the, it is the truth. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, it's, it's going to set you free. How did Jesus say it? He says, you shall know the truth. Yeah. And the truth, and the truth will, set will what? It free. shall set, set you, you free. free and you'll be able to know that. Okay, let's move on here. So good. Now, um, I told you the belt holds all the pieces together. In fact, let's read this. 
Um, John 14 and verse 6, it says it like this. It says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is saying that he's the truth. And that's how we are going to understand it to next level. Go to, can you put up for me John chapter 8 and verse number 36 for me? John chapter 8 and verse 36. The Bible says like this. If you could do it quickly for me or else I'll, I'll go there. It says, therefore, if the Son makes you free, it says you are free indeed. So our freedom is dependent on the level of truth that we know. So if you only know a little bit of God's truth, then that's the measure of freedom that you're experiencing in your life. Because by the measure of truth that we know is exactly where our level of freedom uh, will be in our lives. Now, um, when it comes to this, I'll say this, and i got to wrap this up here. Spiritual warfare is lost because of the lies you believe. Mm. And the thing about a lie is a lie doesn't have to be true to damage you. It just has to be believed. So Satan lies to us because Satan is the father of lies. And the one thing Satan is always going to attack in your life to win the spiritual warfare in your life is to cause you to believe his lies and to doubt God's truth. Mm -hmm. So stay with me here, okay? Track with me here. Is the lies that we believe determine the bondage that we live in. In other words, I I am only as free as the level of truth Mm. I believe, and I'm only as in bondage or in strongholds to the level of the lies I have believed. So the place where the enemy has a foothold in your mind and in your life is whatever lies you're believing from Satan. So the way I'm going to be set free, number one, spiritual warfare, is to combat those lies and overcome it with truth. Let me go a level deeper. Can I go a little deeper? Let's dig a little deeper. Come on, let's go scuba diving here. So every sin is a result of a lie you believed. Okay? Every sin is a result of a lie you believed to be true. Why would somebody break God's truth? Because they believed the lie that something else was better. They, They have adopted that something else would would be a better way to understand that and let me tell you I've, i always said this and it bears repeatings listen to me now or listen to me later you can do it your way you can do it god's way mm-hmm. and i promise you you're gonna live your life you're gonna say man i should have listened to god sooner i did it my way you dated you, you try to date your way you try to raise your kids the a worldly way or maybe you try to live life a way that didn't believe god's truth and it just led you into more bondage or into more strongholds instead of more levels of freedom this is an attack that Satan did in the one. You want to add to that, honey? I, I, you said father of lies, and I just wanted yeah. to expound Satan on that. Just, Satan yeah. is the let's father. Let's read that, actually. John chapter 8 and verse 44. We're having Bible studies, so let's read the verses. John 8, 44. John 8, 8, 44 says, this is what Jesus said to the Pharisees. I mean, Jesus didn't hold back no punches, man. He's like, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, um, read on, uh, go, no, continue. He says, for there is no truth in Satan in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language for the devil or he, the devil is a liar and the father of lies. Mm. So Satan is a liar. He lies like the rug. Get it? See, no? so what, yeah, <laughs> he lies like a rug. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, somebody. But he's we the got fa- jokes today. He's the father of lies. <laughs> and let's, let's just zero in on that for just a, a brief moment that... He plants a seed, and I know this because he's done it to me. 
He plants a seed of lie in a sea of truth. And then because we don't have our defenses up, Come on. because we don't have our armor on, we give the enemy access to father that lie, to father it, to nurture it, to keep speaking to it, yeah. to grow it. And he fathers that lie. He is the father Ooh, of lies. That is a word, woman of God. So if you can say, I don't identify with that seed. You are not my father. I know who Man, my daddy so is. So good, honey. So that I, good. You, will, you will not receive so that seed of lies Woo. into your mind, into your heart, into your soul, because you are not partnering with the enemy to father in your life. I know who my father is. I know who the Let's truth go. is. I know where the way Woo. is. I know where my life is. And I'm not going to give the enemy access to plant a seed and to father it so that it grows something in my life. Right now, you're watching right now and you're saying, you know what, there's a lie and I pray the Holy Spirit reveal it to you right now, the mysteries and the hidden things in you right now. There is a seed that was planted in you years ago and has grown into this big lie. And let's expose the enemy together right now. Let's just speak truth because it's only the truth that's going to set you free right now. Let's speak the truth and say, oh no, that was a lie from the pit of hell and I'm not going to allow the enemy access to father it any longer. I speak the word of God over my life. I know who I am in life. I identify with the seed of heaven. I identify with the seed of Jesus Christ. I no longer identify with the seed of Satan any longer. Any longer. So in the name of Jesus, we cut off all ties of seeds of the enemy that has grown and been nurtured in your life. I come against massaging the lie. I come against nurturing the lie. I come against believing a lie. I come against the new truth coming in you that is not in alignment with the truth of Jesus Christ and I speak truth over you I speak the father of Jesus be in your life not the father of Satan any longer in Jesus name come on everybody stand up let's worship I feel the power of God hallelujah thank you Father. thanks for joining us today we pray you were encouraged by this message Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.